My name is Jan Gustafsson, and I'm running out of patience. <laughs> oh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. This might very well be the last episode. But today, my name is still Jan Gustafsson, and I'm still delighted to be joined by my dear friends, Grandmaster Peter Heine Nielsen and Grandmaster Laurent Fressinet. Is it cool to call ourselves Grandmasters? I used to have a chess level where I thought um, Grandmaster is a bit of an insult. Now, now I think I'll take it very happily. How do you guys feel about it? I, for me, it's not, uh, it's not great, no. Um, uh, I, I would prefer something more, um, let's say, Mind Games, uh, 2012 uh, Mind Games winner, gold medalist, <laughs> or something like that, yeah. Please. Apologies. Today I'm joined by... Thank you. French chess player extraordinaire, winner of Mind Games 2012, almost chess Olympiad gold medalist, Hedden Bakro lost that game to Nepomneshi, the winner of many other amazing events, and a man beloved by everyone in the chess world. Men want to be him, women want to be with him. <laughs> Laurent Fressinet is here. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. Thank you. How is life? Mm, I have COVID. Um, ah. It's fine so far. I just sleep a lot and sweat a lot. So same as always, except for the sweating. But <laughs> can, can you taste things? Um, no, but I've never been great at tasting stuff to begin with. Fair enough. Try some. Uh, we have a test here. Um, you, you should eat some uh, some uh -huh. baguette, pain blanc, and uh, and then you see if you can t taste things or not. <laughs> how, how, how can you tell? <laughs> no, I know. I know. I, I know this. Uh, if I mention pain blanc or baguette on air, it, cheer it will cheer you up. So yeah, I'm just you. trying to cheer you up. While while Peter uh, is coughing like uh, a lot, but he pretends uh, uh, not to have COVID. How is life, Peter? Well, again, I would also, instead of sort of your pleasantries, I would like to address Jan's question first uh, about... I oh, also prefer sure. not to be necessarily addressed with Grandmaster. Maybe when I was an active player, I found it was reasonable. But I think, um, at least in a sort of official way, I, I should rather be presented with my job title. So I, I'm, I see myself more as a chess coach or chess second than a, as a player for the last uh, 15 years and such. I think even at some point... I was trying to change my own Wikipedia article um, to ha presenting me as a coach before as a player. But there was some very, very stubborn there who was... Well, are you talking about someone who's actually more stubborn than me? So we, we basically changed it back and forth and at some point I gave up. So uh, these guys exist and if you're listening, I mean, respect for the fight you won. Uh, doesn't happen that often. But sort of on a general level, life is pretty good. Also to update you guys on my luggage saga with Lufthansa. Um, It was sort of discovered in 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 the uh, in US. It was sent back to Europe, but then Lufthansa sent it back to the States. Uh, but then I spoke with them in the States, and we came up with this brilliant idea that we sent the luggage back, but we don't tell Lufthansa. So uh, right now, the luggage is in Vilnius Airport, and I'll pick it up later today. But Lufthansa thinks it's still in the US. So we have some hope that we managed to trick the the AI system there. But it's not. Uh, I don't have it in my hands yet in that sense. But else, uh, busy campaigning and watching The Incredibles 2 with my my kids. Uh, not necessarily in that order. So all overall, not too bad. 
How's The Incredibles 2? I'm not sure I've seen it. I've seen the first one and I quite liked it. Is it... Mm -hmm. Who's the villain in the second one? It's not the evil kid, right? No, it's the... Um, I forgot. Is he called the Screen Master or, or something like this? Not Screen Saver, but something that attacks like, like that. No, it's uh, it's not a kid who is, uh, who is the... Sort of the evil guy there. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it for, for people because it's actually a, a great movie to watch with or without your kids. But uh, no, no, it is. Uh, it's adults who are the bad guys there, and uh, you know there is some interesting reversals. But uh, overall, it was a very, very, very nice and, and pleasant experience yesterday to watch it with uh, both wife and, and kids. So, ha. is uh, chess politician on Twitter a good description, or you would not like it? I don't think that's my my main identity, right? Uh, in that sense, it's your main occupation. It's not your main identity. No, right now, as I has pointed out, there is a electoral period, and within that time, of course, uh, you have to give it a, a certain uh, uh, amount of attention, which I think is reasonable. But it's exactly election period means that it's uh, some kind of limited amount of time. So right now, we are we're campaigning and we are trying to 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 do our well, I don't know, our best. At least that's what we're trying to do. Yes. All right. Okay. I was. I'm just coming back from. Uh, 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 we'll talk. We'll talk Bundesliga later, but I will talk about my own, uh, own games, and that was. Uh, I'm. I'm very much annoyed by my, uh, by my game. So let, can I complain? For I, I'd love to hear it. I, Let's jump straight into it. Also, I'm always on the topic. <laughs> in on the topic of like, we can't play chess anymore, and it's a painful, process. Yeah, no, that was very, no, that was very painful because I played well in, in in French league. I mean, according to my standards, actually, I was quite happy. And now that was just four games, just a disaster in every game, uh, blundering every second move. I can show you actually. Like I thought about it, like I can show you four positions, and you will be sure that I scored four out of four. And I can show you four different positions from the same games, and you will be sure that I scored uh, zero out of four because it was such a roller coaster. And at the end of the day, I scored like 50%, which I guess was fair because I was not the only one to to blunder. But that was pretty um, a pretty disgusting experience, actually. I, I really played uh, incredibly poorly. And blundering, I even got, uh, uh, I mean, the funny part, I got a drawfer in the first game, uh, quite early, but I thought I was considerably better. And the guy just uh, told me after the game that uh, it was a draw anyway, that as, uh, you know, I'm a member of Chicken Chess Club, so why not to, <laughs> <laughs> why not to tie a drawfer? Because my king was, I mean, my king was in the center, but I was saying it was safe, so it was it was fine. But it's not. I'm, I'm, I might be scared, you know, with queens on the board and king in the center. So so why not to to offer a draw? Which uh, actually, I mean, uh, didn't annoy. Me. I mean, like the draw annoyed me, but the explanation was was kind of fair, <laughs> I guess. So. Maybe disclaimer for my future opponents. Uh, Jan and Peter are the real chickens here. I'm not, uh, I'm, well, if I, if I start playing, then I get, sometimes at least I get the, the desire. No, also, I think it's a common misunderstanding that a chicken, if we're better or we think we're better, that we'll take a draw. That's not what happens. Like you take decisions 
in certain situations where you can minimize your risk or maximize your expectations. And that might lead to more draws. But it's not like, because it also often happens to me because of this somewhat self-created reputation that whatever I'm playing someone with, let's say, 2,500 and I'm better of the opening and they, they offer a draw. I like think, okay, how do you think ah. I ever got any type of rating if I were to take this draw? Like, it doesn't make any sense, right? So it's always a bit confusing to me, but I guess it's self-inflicted. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so... Um, Not that I yeah, ever so, win any of these games. Okay, so I, I have to step up my game for because now I have a lot of... Uh, I'm different. I mean, like, I'm playing much more than you guys. I, I don't think you're playing at all, so I'm playing Olympiad and... Uh, French championship, so yeah, I don't know. I was very optimistic after the French league, but now I'm back to to pessimism. But so, but you're overall yeah, an optimistic guy, like because my default mode is pessimism. And what am I doing with my life? An existential crisis? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think okay, this was just a bad weekend, and I'll do fine at Olympiad, or how do you cope with it? Like, uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> interesting question. Uh, no, we'll see. I'm more in the mood. We'll see, but I, I do care. I mean, it's uh, it's really. You, I mean, you told me many times, Jan, that I uh, I still care quite that's a good. lot, and uh, yeah, actually, it annoys me. I mean, I'm less. Let's say before I was in a bad mood for a few days, or one week, or something after such a weekend. Not anymore. I mean, I um, just takes a few hours to to recover. Um, but uh, let's see, I, I can blame uh, tiredness because, okay, I played these French leagues and I was commentating these candidates uh, on my own. Actually, I was alone in the French show, so that was pretty, pretty tough. And then I went straight to, to play all that uh, uh, games where, where you have weird, I mean, we had a double round. So you play one game at 5 p.m. and the next day you have to play at 10 a.m. Which I I can blame the the something the schedule, but yeah, it was it was just uh, <laughs> I mean too much when you are when one time out of two you are completely surprised by your your opponent's move and uh, actually uh, you just discover it's uh, it's it's a good move. So yeah, I've been there. It's a horrible feeling. Also, it's hard to shake that even yeah. though you know or you understand you can't calculate at this moment. You still know you're supposed to understand better what's happening over the board and you just can't do it. It's very hard to to get rid of. <clears throat> I think we should we should actually sometimes we should film because now well, it's I'm doing it on purpose. How, how I enjoy behaving. like Peter's annoyance at our conversation. Because for me, um, I was also very exhausted when, <laughs> when I got back home from Madrid. I mean, I was doing the, the commentary and then I spent most of the nights partying with FIDO officials and others. So I was really, really tired. Then when I got back, I went to the gym like once. And after that, I I felt like sleeping for 48 hours. So I thought maybe I'd overdone it a bit in the gym. But that turned out I had COVID. I'm not sure if I caught it in the gym or before that, maybe in Madrid at the closing ceremony. But yeah, that's what's so, so, happening. So you caught in it in, in Madrid? I don't know. Yeah. Like I tested once there, was negative. Um, and then I tested when I started feeling tired here, like three days after being back. And it was positive. So my best guess is here in the gym, but I have no clue. Um, so so what, one more question. No, I, I like that Peter is very much right. So for the sake of transparency, now he will wake up. Uh, yeah, in the last episode, you, you claimed you, you don't have any invitation for the closing ceremony. And suddenly... You got there. So how 
How, how come? There's a friendly Fide guys gave you uh, uh, an invite? Or I have how, to apologize for my complaining there? and campaigning for the ticket um, on the last episode. Because it turned out that thanks to Dana Reisnitze, I was on the list already at the time <laughs> of my camp public complaining. Wow. And I wasn't aware of it. I found out afterwards. I had, I had my little name tag and everything. I didn't, I didn't get an invitation, so they almost didn't let me in. But I, I just ran to the table and, and sat next to my name, had my ID ready. And when David Yada came and said, Sir, may I see your invitation? This is not a joke. This is what happened. Um, I pointed to my name tag. Peter, how's life? So <laughs> it's good, <laughs> but I, I dozed off. I'm sorry. Um, but it sounds good. Or well, maybe it doesn't. But, uh, well, again, I can see that Laurent talks about how horrible it is that he made 50%. I mean, well, the average is 50%, right? I, I always thought that if everybody complains in chess about making 50%, it's just a minus EW game. I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah, but my, 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 let's say I was, at least on the paper, I was like 100 yeah. points. I hated than the average of my opponent. Mm -hmm. So, Time I mean, star. I would expect to 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 score uh, more than that if you don't mind. But also, I don't uh, think any grandmaster's career averages fifty percent. No, I don't know the numbers, but I would no. assume it's like sixty-five, seventy, or something. No, it sounds very it's sounds very so. reasonable indeed, and uh, that probably gives away that uh, well, grandmasters to quite some extent uh, live off playing lower-rated opponents. Um, so also normal, no, like very much. It's, it's logical. Anyway, uh, yeah. you guys have to keep it going because uh, I got a bit low. Yeah, we so bun Bundesliga. On, uh, no Bundesliga. Let's say on Bundesliga. My Bundesliga guys won. First, yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't help them. I'm sure they missed me greatly because of my crushing, crushing <laughs> illness. Also, yeah, I think I had said before it was a tough weekend for me, and I could play if they needed me. You are actually saying that you didn't play because of illness or because they didn't ask you? No, that's what I just said. I'm using illness as an excuse, but I had said well in advance that it's a. It's a tricky weekend for me, and that if they don't need me, it's fine. Then I also did mention that I had COVID, so even if they needed me, it wouldn't have been fine. But usually for these, what was it, five-round events, they have like eight, nine, ten people anyway, so it should have been fine. Uh, yeah, more, more, more than that, actually. Um, so we won, right? Or is it not over yet? I saw Ban Ban writing. Yeah, no, no. It's Congratulations. A... You won. It's it's over. We lost Peter. So I will, I will summarize. I was, uh, there was a big matchup between Vietnam and you guys. And, we guys uh, are Baden Baden, right? 14. Yeah, yeah, you, you guys, I mean, like Baden Baden, yeah? You, you are playing for Baden Baden. Yeah, so Vietnam and Baden Baden, it was a big match because, uh, both teams won uh, their 13, uh, 13 first rounds, uh, which is quite an achievement, actually, because it's not an easy league. And it was a very strong match where Baden-Baden uh, was a slight favorite. I mean, was a favorite, but uh, Vietnam had no odds because they had better tiebreak and you have no playoff anymore. So it was very interesting. And at the end of the day, uh, Richie, Richie beat uh, Kriveuchko and Paco beat El Nino in this uh, Spanish uh, contest. So I guess it was well-deserved. And this is the 15th title in the last 16 years so which is 
Even if you have the strongest team all the time, I mean, it's quite amazing. Yeah, actually. that one year we didn't win. Still stings. Um, but yeah, I can see Karana played for Baden-Baden. Rapport played. Maxime Vashilagraf played. So they went more or less straight from from candidates, Karana and Rapport. Played some games. Paco Vallejo. Yeah, I, I mean, Rapport really played a lot of games, actually. I think he played four, or maybe he played all of them. I think he played only four. While Fabi played three, and Fabi uh, did get some uh, some confidence back after his uh, <laughs> second half, which was uh, terrible. Uh, he beat he beat Niman, uh, then he drew Mamedyarov and Jordan Van Foyes. So, I mean, overall a very acceptable result, and uh, I think two blacks. So it was kind of uh, kind of okay. Yeah, he also drew Keimer, so he played four games. Um, I guess, yeah. Ah, he played four games as well, sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, who came? Uh, that's true. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's nice nice to win, but can't claim I contributed all that much. They made me play on a very high board a few times I played, so I was a bit worried this season. But I guess it all turned out okay. I see Francisco Vallejo Pons won the Spanish battle against Nino Anton when Bam Bam played against Fierenheim. Which, yeah, must have been pleasant for, for Paco. Also amazing that he would travel all the way from um, Tanzania or Costa Rica to play Bundesliga. Like, Paco's dedication to the team is an inspiration to all of us. <laughs> but he has to do something, no? He's not playing much. Why does he have to do something? And some... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, he has to play from time to time. Shall I we guess. dress Peter? I think it's more fun uh, with him trying to figure out if we can see him. Not particularly. <laughs> I was locked off for a while. Yeah, yeah we, we noticed. Um, yeah, Paco was on the team who was laughing at me, like, um, now we had this discussion. Maybe it's uh, actually a good transition. Uh, um, I don't know. Paco was there, uh, Naidic, Bakro, all your team. And they were discussing if Magnus was going to play uh-huh. the next match. What did they say? And they were like, nothing. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, of course he's going to play. I mean, <laughs> why not? I mean, like. <laughs> Generally, any topic, whatever, whatever take Arkady has is the one I'm going with as well. <laughs> no, that was funny. I mean, like, they have zero. I mean, like, it's 100% okay. he's going to play. So, yeah. No, I, I don't. I mean, I guess it's fa- Fabi yeah. saying the same. So I mean, Baden Baden is kind of uh, is a team completely sure. Uh, Magnus, Magnus is going to play hundred percent. So yeah, that was kind of funny that to to have. Like I, I don't know, but uh, I have some doubts. I mean, like uh, one way or another. I mean, like uh, for me, nothing is hundred percent. But that absolutely no doubts. They were ready to take all kind of bets. Um, uh, that was funny. All right, Peter, do you have any doubts? No. You <laughs> you want to elaborate? Not really. <laughs> so you are completely sure about Magnus' final decision? Yeah? No, well, I just don't have any doubts. Um, but no, no. I mean, I have been wrong before. I think, um, but uh, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> so sure funny. that in 2014 I was. Uh, Expecting him, uh, 
him not to play. And then I remember telling my wife that I, I don't think he's going to play. And then half an hour later, I said that, well, there's a tweet where he signed the contract. So uh, I, I don't think I have the history of being extremely good at predicting, but the doubts I don't have. What could be is that we, or you in particular, are too close so we hear more about these, well, let's call them doubts, and we take them more seriously than people who wouldn't hear about them and then say, yeah, of course he's going to play. It's a World Championship match. And as long as he keeps playing there, right? But it did sound different, no? Also in public, not just from what you hear behind the scenes this time. Right. I think I'm going to sit, sit this yeah. one out. Peter's passing. Mm-hmm. No, but no I mean, like in public, it's clearly, it's clearly, it's, it's clearly completely different. That's for sure. Um, Private, I don't know. I mean, Peter knows more. He's with him. He was with him in Norwich, so also this. I mean, like I, I would say that this weird meeting in Canada. I mean, that was really to me. It feels very weird this meeting and this kind of uh, friendly ultimatum by Sutovsky. Uh, I mean, like without any reason, because they don't have a place, they don't have a contract, they have nothing. But still, he's saying like twentieth of July. I mean. Uh, and then if Magnus says no, then they just, uh, uh, kick him out. I mean, like, if, if he doesn't answer, yeah, that's what we discussed actually before the podcast with Peter. Like, so if there is no answer from Magnus, you can kick him out like that. I mean, like, how does that work? I mean, like, so, I mean, the world situation is so weird that I feel this time it's, uh, it's different, but again, maybe, uh, Paco, Naidich, Bakro will, will love. Uh, will laugh uh, at uh, at me once again because I had to pay. A, I, actually, I was paying a bet to my friend uh, Etienne because before the candidates, uh, he took Nepo and uh, Aliza, and I took Ding and Fabi one to one. So we bet some small money, but still, I mean, uh, it was very very annoying. Yeah, because first of all, he was claiming before the tournament that I was an idiot. And after the tournament, <laughs> it didn't change. Too, it didn't change too much his mind because first game Nepo beat Ding with Black, and then for him it was just one-way traffic. So, uh, well, that was a bit. Uh, that's a bit annoying. That's why I didn't. I, actually, I didn't take the bet because of that. This, because this of the I would like to say I really respect him for that because he rather wants to have a one-to-one bet against you and take your money than have a three-to-one bet against the bookmaker and take their money. He could get much, much better odds. He actually he specifically targets your money. No, this, uh, one has to respect that. That yeah. is cool. That is- yeah, because I come with my green, you know, my green note and I give him give to him and this has no, you know, this has very high value. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that would have been the same for me, you know. You go, you see the guy coming and, you know, with his, you know, like, congratulations. I understand. I mean, this is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Respect <laughs> Etienne? So you should just bet yeah. with Etienne on whatever outcome you want for Magnus playing the match, no? Yeah, but still, <laughs> this is not this bet is not going to change anything, and I'm I'm like uh, I'm I, I will take a break uh, for for at least uh, one or two months, and then we will, <laughs> I, I will get Fair back enough. to it. Don't worry, uh, but uh, yeah. All right. Have we spoken about so, Magnus playing poker while I was away? Or yeah, you have? yeah. No. no. Okay. No. So please. So he, he was into this main event of uh, World Series of Poker. This uh, uh, 
uh, well, which is called the, the biggest uh, tournament of uh, of poker. Ten thousand uh, is a buy-in. Uh, thousands of players. I don't know how many this year, but generally it's around ten thousand or something. So, but he, he he busted very. I mean, the day one. Yeah, most of people do actually. Yeah. I thought he managed to build his stack from ten thousand to sixty-six thousand, and was number seventy-five or some life at some point. But then he busted out, right? Uh, well, Jan, you are the real poker expert here, so maybe you know better. I know <coughs> how many people make it past. Day one, what percentage? I guess the majority gets kicked out on day one. I've never played the main event. I yeah. was once there for like six weeks during World Series in Vegas. I haven't gotten back. It, it wasn't for me. I think the mistake I made is I was living in hotels on the what's called the Strip. Nice hotels, like the whatever mm-hmm. they're called. Bellagio I was staying, this Mandalay Bay, the Venetian. Yeah. But I went completely insane. Like it's... 40 degrees outside, you have this air conditioning and no light, no clocks anywhere inside in the casinos. So you lose all sense of time. You can't go outside because it's too warm. Whatever you want to do in these casinos costs $100 or involves gambling, so you get free stuff. I completely lost my mind. So I can't go back, but I guess... I was very happy there. I went there a few times. I was I was incredibly happy there. I, I w- but yeah, I I want to. I have actually <laughs> also been to Las Vegas. I played the World Chess Championship there. I think in '99, um, and I had exactly the same experience as Jan. I came like a week earlier to get uh, sort of used to the climate and the time difference. But I think after f- five or six days, I realized okay, now you are playing black deck machines before you were having breakfast. You're going completely nuts. So I actually sort of decided to take a, a trip to the Grand Canyon and just try to normalize myself as a human being. But I genuinely agree. It's a cool place to be for like a two, three day holiday. But you stop being a human at some point. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's very, very strange. It's uh, it's cool. But also, I mean, if you have to actually perform, Jan has uh, figured out the formula. You should stay away from the strip. Yeah, I actually, you should go straight. I mean, like, I played many times. I mean, not many times, three, four times uh, the chess tournament. So I went there. I won even once uh, just for my career, you know, like, I, sh- I should mention that that I won the, the Las Vegas Open in uh, in July. Okay, I lost all the money, of course, and in, in gambling. But uh, that was that was kind of uh, uh, fun. But, of course, if you want to play chess, you have to, to go straight playing chess. Otherwise, there is no chance. And you are jet lagged. It's fine, but uh, uh, yeah. Otherwise, it drives you crazy. But uh, okay, it's not. A, it's not a big surprise that you didn't enjoy no, it. No, and it I did. our personalities. Although, yeah, I think for two, three days yeah. I would have had a good time, but it's just too long. Like you start, I was literally yeah starting to lose my mind, which is now very far off from me. If, if we're being fair, I, I met there by accident Gitschuk when I was there. It was like almost mm-hmm. fifteen years ago. By accident, Gitschuk and Bayef. We were playing two amounts with Bayef, some small buy-in. It was, <laughs> it was great, but it was so pessimistic. That was amazing, <laughs> but it was great fun. I think last night Magnus posted a picture where he was playing together with Phil Ivy. Uh, so yeah. he uh, seems to be while he's knocked out, he seems to have a good time there still. There was some Bota stream, no, some twenty thousand buy-in or some, yeah. something oh. online. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah, with um, yeah, but it's. Uh, it's really cool, yeah, to play with Phil Ive, who is uh, uh, a legend of, of the game. I mean, for non 
non-poker uh, people. I mean, like, he, 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 I think he's the guy who won the most bracelet or is that Phil Helmut? He, he won the most, ev- I mean, he won many, many uh, events in the World Series of poker and he's very, very famous. Uh, I wouldn't know. Uh, but, uh, so. I read Phil Helmuth's top 10 hands book and it's hard to believe anybody would win more, more bracelets than a man with that wisdom. But Phil Helmuth did. He's 16 to 10. Sorry for ruining the facts. Okay. Okay. We're going to go on to Leon. What's in Leon? Yeah. That's uh, the Leon. Vichy Gelfand rematch 10 years after their World Championship match, which I, by the way, did a podcast on with Ben Junction recently to throw in some advertisement. Ah, okay. It's it's an annual event organizing in Leon. It's a rapid, rapid tournament, so four players generally. A local guy, uh, I think uh, Vichy was playing this guy, uh, Jaime Sant, I'm sorry if I'm, I, c- I can't remember his name, but, uh, Jaime Santos, I think. Jaime Santos Latosa. Who's a good, Santos Latasa, or Latosa, or whatever. Oh, and, uh, he's a good player, but, uh, it was a close match. And then to my surprise, uh, in the second match, uh, Boris Gelfand beat, uh, the youngster, uh, Ezipenko in a very, very, uh, interesting match, actually. Um, I was checking the games. It was very fighting in Leon. I don't know. Maybe it's very hot, but very many decisive games. And then we saw Peter will tell us more about that. Ten years later. Yeah. Ten years later, we saw the rematch of the World Championship, uh, uh, final uh, between uh, Vichy and Boyce. Well, actually, when we speak of Leon, I would have to mention that we have to go even more than 20 years back because, it's, or maybe exactly 20 years back, because that was the first time I was the second of, of Vichy when he was playing uh, against Kramnik and Leon, and they were playing this sort of advanced chess with computers. And uh, I think the first game I coached to Vichy, he managed to lose a pawn in the opening with my idea, despite having access to computers. I actually don't understand how that was possible, but we. We somehow managed, but but you are right that then ten years later um, was the Gelfand uh, Anand match, and now they played again uh, here. But uh, as I said, I have a more than one hour podcast uh, long uh, sort of coming up uh, on, on that match, so uh, I don't have much to add in this one. And uh, Boris won, which uh, uh, Boris won that that particular match in Leon. So it was yesterday. You didn't follow. You look surprised. Uh, but so boys beat uh, Vichy and uh, won the tournament, which is, of course, a surprise as Vichy is doing well in Rapid. Uh, but yeah, boys is just, uh, I mean, he's just a classy player. So on, on a given day or on a given weekend, I guess he can beat almost, almost everyone. I mean, he can beat many people. Ah. Uh. I actually also thought that Vichy won, but yeah, Vichy won the last game on demand to no. force the the tiebreak, and then Boris tie won break, the tiebreak. Yeah. Ah, okay, I stopped following after the on demand. It looked a lot like they turned back the clocks. No, they are debating this knight c six, bishop b five, e six, Sicilian, and yeah, some cunning h four ideas there. No, it's what- some fresh concepts. It was very interesting to see. No, also what, what I like with, uh, with boys that you can see is from the, the old, uh, classical, uh, school. He doesn't, I mean, like, he's playing his opening and he's going to play it. Yeah, he doesn't try to surprise. The it's the catalog. I mean, okay. okay. You play that line. Let's yeah, discuss no. that line. I'll find an improvement. 
Catalan, Rosolimo, and we can go ahead for 100 games. No, no worries. Uh, I will, I will have some ideas uh, here and there. And uh, I believe in my stuff. I'm going to play my stuff, and that's it. While nowadays, uh, I mean, everybody is trying to surprise uh, all the time, obviously. Yeah. Peter, any... I agree, and also, well, Boris is cool in a lot of ways, but also he doesn't easily get bored, as Jan points out, right? He will just play his stuff, and he's always well-prepared and interesting and such, and uh, well, I think Boris is an interesting example in the terms of, well, he actually, you know, peaked World Championship-wise very late in, in his career, uh, and uh, no, um, I only have uh, praise for him, and... Um, well, you can only say congratulations that he actually managed to, to revenge 10 years later. Uh, it sounds uh, well-deserved and cool. Hats off. Such a nice guy too, no? Like always always good to talk to, yeah. interesting, friendly. And yeah, just sticks at it for, I don't know how long now, 30, 35 years as a chess professional. Keeps doing serious work, seems to be enjoying it. Big fan. Excellent <laughs> books. Fantastic books. I was reading his books. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very interesting. And if you don't want uh, chess openings uh, books, which, I mean, in general, I mean, th that's uh, that's what people buy, but I, don't, I really don't advise. But if you want just to read some, some very good book where he gives a lot of uh, uh, insights about his career and also his games and... Uh, well, it's very, very nice to, to read. Um, well, very, very good book. And I'm sure he spent uh, a lot of time and uh, he was very dedicated to write this book. So uh, very no, much. The first one, what's it called? Positional decision-making in chess or something. Um, I don't know the exact title, but I read in one in one setting, which I really do. I don't really love chess books, but I just got it and I yeah. sat down on a bench in a park, as you do, and read it. It was a great pleasure. So... By all means, check out Boris's books. I think there's three or four of them now. It's a series. Yeah, very recommended. All right. So yeah. Boris wins that one in Leon. I think a lot of the Spanish circuit moved on from Madrid directly from the candidates to Leon. Beautiful city. I was there in the year 2001. Um, no follow-up, but I think we should include travel anecdotes whenever we can. Me too. I was there. We finished second mm -hmm. with France in your Open Championship. How old were you in 2001? Like 18? Uh, I was 12. <laughs> no, I'm lying now. <laughs> I was uh, 20. 20. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I played. That was one of... I mean, it was my first medal uh, with France. So, that's quite uh, memorable. You, you played there, yeah? No, well, yeah? that was... I think I was supposed to play, yeah, because but I... then I was a very serious exchange student at that time and I had trouble going the whole way and I came for some days, but like the German Federation saw, thought that was a bit unserious, so I just hung out, if I recall correctly. Yeah, because uh, we played Germany in the last one, I remember, uh, I remember very well. And yeah, yeah no, 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 I think I was the, there, but... Uh, the lineup for sure. Playing. With Christopher Lutz Puma. at that time. Okay. No, he was, he was, was there. I played Bishop. Play, but he was there. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay, maybe. Um, so let's move on to to Champion Chess Tour. Mm -hmm. Is that exciting without Magnus? Well, I have to admit that I was uh, 
looking interested at the names playing, and I started preparing until at some point I realized that one player was missing. So for me, less exciting without Magnus, I have to admit. <laughs> so you, you thought he was playing, right? Yes. Okay. But he's playing, actually he's playing in, uh, in Zagaib, right? Instead, okay, we, we lost... Uh, no, no, I'm here. He's playing in, he's playing in uh, you're right, in Croatia. He's playing in Croatia, yeah. So, what do you think, uh, Jan? You are not commentating that No. One? No, How I'm you? not. I generally, I cleared my schedule, first of all. Yeah, I should work on some some courses. Secondly, I was just so so finished after the candidates that I'm trying. Not to do too much commentary and obligations till Olympiad to have the tank sort of full there. But yeah. Um, what do I think? It looks like to me, the US boys, they're a bit uh, annoyed by all the attention the Indian shooting stars have been getting. So they also thought they'd do some crushing. Jeffrey Jong, Sam Sevian, um, crushing the tournament. Niman. Niman, always there. Niman is. Well, it's uh, funny that some, some people actually, uh, like Richie or uh, Niman, they play in the morning the Bundesliga game, and then they are going at 6 p.m. to the to the Championship Tour, which uh, I'm not sure she did incredibly well, but uh, yeah, that's the online tournament. Yeah, you, you can do you can do such. Uh, but let's see, uh, let's see. I I saw, you know, um, I didn't check much, but I was checking how boy uh, Anish. How, how boy Anish was doing. I saw him at three draws the first day and one loss, which, uh, which is not much in terms of points. I would no, say. but it's one point more than Rajabov, who's usually look great in the Champions Chess Tour. But here he's had a rocky start. Half out of four. The only draw against Mohamed Yarov. That was a well played draw, one has to admit. But yeah. Ah, yeah. Other than that, didn't go so well. Yeah. So, okay, let's see if it gets exciting. But, uh, yeah, without Magnus, it, it's a bit weird, but maybe there's some, some interesting players for sure. So you can, you can check it out. Is course. that your preview for the next world championship match? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So we're, we're jumping from topic to topic, but with the candidates over. There's a bit of a lull in the chess world, no? Like, we have the Olympiad, we have the online stuff until then. Olympiad preview doesn't make sense. The US will probably win. Yeah. Such a big Peter will probably that. not show up. Busy. Uh, that I'm gonna, I cannot give away uh, campaign strategies here. Uh, no, about about the transparency? US about campaign strategies? <laughs> oh, of course there is. So, um, the honest answer, I, uh, I don't know at the moment. Um, but I was just trying to keep you guessing. What about... Well, we can talk about my campaign. I'm very willing to. But I think that will be a separate subject. Later, later, later. Right? later, later. About the US... Yeah, I mean, Peter is dying to... to I was, I was writing the, an article about it yesterday for, for a Danish paper. And the difference between US and number two is bigger than number two till 11, I think, or something like yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a massive, massive difference, no doubt. While... At the other spot, suddenly it becomes very, very close and interesting. I mean, it cannot be ruled out that India 2 is going to compete for medals, for instance. Uh, even by rating, they're very close. Why would so, it be ruled out? I think they're one of the favorites to compete for medals. No, maybe not. I'm both. sorry. I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, frame the story better. But uh, fair enough. Uh, let's be factual. 
so no, that's actually gonna in many ways gonna be a very interesting Olympiad in my opinion. Uh, so uh, really, I think so. I don't think yeah. You you for the medals yeah. You mean yeah, like yeah. first place you. You think, yeah, for the medals, yeah, it could be, I mean, even even France. No, also, was if let's say, US, uh, Russia and China were all three playing, it would most likely be them competing, right? Now, it's going to be somewhat different. And, well, maybe the US will run away with it. But still, I mean, in these kind of events, um, there might be some kind of team who has a freakishly good uh, thing and will push them to the finish Sometimes line, the so. team shows up, though, like Ukraine has done it, uh, Armenia and so on, even if they're Poland not. Last Poland time. last time was hanging in there, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it happens. Poland last time was unbelievable because the last two, I mean, they have like Duda and Wojtaszek, we are, of course, uh, world-class player. And then if uh, one of their guys or both of their guys in the last two boards are in great shape, uh, then can go can go very well. I mean, just you can they can win all kind of they can win uh, all kind of matches. No, there are matches like that. No, we have two twenty six hundreds on the lower boards, and if they start catching fire, are well prepared. Like things can go. Yeah, very very well. But it's also like the US will have an expected score on two and, of two and a half, one and a half against uh, the top ten teams. But they're not gonna. So sometimes they'll overperform, but sometimes they will underperform. And those they underperform against, well, they actually have a you know very legitimate shot at doing well against the other teams. So uh, I let's let's see. I, I just have difficulties believing that the US will cross the field with like uh, four extra match points. It can happen, but uh, also maybe it won't. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a bit interesting. Laurent, what do you say? I take US and Germany, and you take France and India too. <laughs> for what? More yeah, points for who wins? For winner. Uh, for for the, yeah, the Olympiad winner. For more points. It's both fun. Oh. No, I mean the real bet. I mean even America, US against uh, the rest of the world. No, that I'm also fair, taking. Yeah? But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, anyone would take, yeah, actually. What are the odds? Like 70% chance is winning? Or I would guess more? it has to be a little Less? higher, but I'm not a mathematician, probably, Peter. Peter knows. Yeah, no, it's... Um... But let's see. Let's see. And and uh, before Olympiad, we have this interesting event and very, um, I mean, traditional event uh, of uh, Bill. Uh, which uh, is, I don't know, the Uptins uh, edition, because it's a very old tournament, uh, I think, uh, with a mix of youngster and uh, more experienced player. Youngster, Ezipenko, Gukesh, Abdusatov, Keima, and more experienced are, are kind of uh, Kamsky, Nidic, uh, Likwang. So, yeah, very interesting field as usual. They are missing it, uh, it a, a bit because they are playing a mix of. Uh, it's very difficult to follow. I, d- I don't like that. They are playing classicals and they play rapid in the middle. Then they have they have blitz as well. Uh, so it's just impossible to follow because you don't know uh, which games are the classical or. Um, I, I don't like the format to be. Yeah, I tried to, to keep honest. track last year and didn't really get it. All of a sudden, twenty six games were played and I had no idea who at what points and why. It was was too confusing for me. But the players involved seem seem fun, of course. Yeah, very interesting uh, mixed field. Peter, 
Yeah, yeah, just waiting for you. Peter's <laughs> not even get, like joining the first 45 minutes anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saving my time for later. I know. So I I generally look forward to um, to Beal, no doubt, as you mentioned, some interesting names and such. But I don't think I can add anything uh, meaningful to what you've already said. Also, that was your first and such. That should be worth congratulating. But also, if you're playing the drinking game at home, shot. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, like it was his first uh, search, but he did, didn't. No, no, exactly. Much. But I think, to his credit, why also was trying to to clean up the the and suches here. I saw some Twitter debate there. <laughs> Actually, not. I had the intention yeah. to, but in terms of full transparency, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> Uh, before the the, the the session. I mean, this actually helps a lot. I remember that I was doing commentary with my wife in 2014. Uh, you know, listeners was giving me constructive advice along the lines of uh, don't interrupt your wife. So I put that on a piece of paper and it actually worked. So for the next episode, I'll try to write things down if people send me a list. But for this one, I actually, so far, I've just gotten lucky, mainly by, well, not talking you are white saying certain things. Fair enough. I sent you a list. Possibly, I actually, I, I don't know how to put, you, put you, it. You sent him a list, or you you sent him a list. I sent an, sent an inside joke, but it was very funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, as yeah, the main topic of the podcast, at least for Peter. Okay, let's go. <laughs> we should have a jingle. What's, be uh, what's wrong with Peter this week, Peter? Or how will you fix? Or how did you fix Fide this week, Peter? What's the current, what's the segment called? Well, I think we are generally... How will you fix campaign. Uh, Well, for instance, we are fixing it by bringing in uh, proven achievers to the chess world. And I'm very proud to announce that we have Robert Katende as our new vice president candidate for the Team Baris Polic tickets. Uh, Robert is a known uh, sort of uh, leader for 15 years. He has done numerous great projects on and off the chessboard but of course mainly he's known for the queen of katwe being the the mentor of fiona there and there's a hollywood movie about it and uh, hereby my commercial of uh, our new vice president comes to an end and i will keep talking about uh, all the other things no i'm interested tell us a bit more about him when you say he's a known leader for the last 15 years and the numerous projects like what what has he done other than the queen of katwe I think, uh, well, for instance, he has uh, some some sports academies and such. For instance, he's been quite into to, to football. So that, uh, I think... And such. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to say... Did I say at such? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. You, you were about to say, so I <laughs> said... I can add the and yeah, such. thank you. Okay, go ahead. So, sports academy? Yeah. Football academy? Yeah. No, lots of things. Um, But I'm going to say, and and such, if you keep baiting me with things like that. So, I actually have a long list here of uh, things that happened since then. Um, For the first time, we were part of a a debate. Um, The Nordic countries was inviting people to the Norwegian Chess Federation's 100 years jubilee in in Konswinger in Norway, and both... uh, FIDE President Akadi Dvorkovic and FIDE Deputy President uh, Basha Kuyatli was, was going there, while Andri Barispolis and me joined, we assume, because, uh, well, again, in, in terms of transparency, we don't have a, a huge traveling budget. You didn't go to Kongsvinger? So it's lovely. No, I didn't go to Kongsvinger. It's my hood. It is. I mean, I have been there, you know, 
numerous times, but just not in my capacity as a feeder deputy candidate elect. Um, so that I, I didn't manage. But we were part of a debate where we were both first presenting our team, but then also having a, a bit more of the dynamic uh, debate with uh, Akadi and... Um, uh, and Bashar, and uh, I thought he was decently peaceful and friendly, but, uh, I mean, I think Akadi felt it necessary to write a post about me being being critical afterwards and uh, such. But, uh, well, these, these things... You wrote a post? Or he, he, he wrote a post, yeah. He, well, basically, I think the dispute is that sort of he thinks I'm attacking him for being Russian. Well, I said, no, it's not because you're Russian, because of specific uh, actions uh, uh, and such while you were in government. But um, I think people who really want to know about these details can can find them online. At least I'm trying my best to make sure people can, I would say. It, it, it was recorded, right? No, it wasn't recorded. So that's also, I mean, like we have an online... De- it's a bit of a pity that the presidential candidates meet and have an online debate. But it's not public. It's only for for the delegates. So I would say that. But this is just maybe like uh, six six pe- people. But in- it's, it's for a few. But it's actually. I mean, it should be for all delegates, not for a few delegates who was there. Well, this was the Nordic it's meeting who weird. arranged it. You can argue it's very fair that they make a, a, a sort of a debate for for them to to see, so that maybe their angles come up and they have a chance to ask questions, uh, and. Uh, and things like that. Okay. But uh, that was one thing. And then also, again, in terms of full transparency, um, well, my ticket has, has launched a complaint uh, to the electoral committee. Well, uh, actually, first uh, a, com- a complaint was launched against us, but now it's our turn to complain. And we are sort of uh, referring to Article 9.8 that uh, you're not allowed to use uh, fees- FIDE employees for, for campaign campaigning. Ah. So Finally. So, yes, yes. We have... Uh, Made a, a specific specific complaint, and we will see how the electoral committee handles that. And um, yeah, and what was the complaint against you? That was um, that I was sharing on. F- you are misleading. No, no. Well, Sorry. no. It no. was the complaint was that I was sharing uh, a post from the Ukrainian Chess Federation on my social media that uh, was well, there's where they suggested that the free candidate signs uh, an agreement to uh, against uh, Dvorkovich. But I just said, well, I mean, I have promised since the 24th of February that the Ukrainian Chess Federation can use my Twitter for their their posts. It's not doesn't mean I endorse anything or stuff like that, but uh, just to be sure, I, I deleted it. So I think that was more or less a, a non-complaint and they didn't become any kind of official case while the one we are sort of um, now making is much more principled and, and interesting in the sense that the electoral committee would actually have to take a principled decision on uh, how can feeder employees be be involved in the campaign is are they allowed to use feeder resources well they are not but is it campaigning or not i mean we are specifically sort of mentioning the what just happened in in the Casablanca during the the last uh, day. So that that's an interesting and principled thing and I'm very much looking forward to to reading uh, the conclusions of the electoral comment. No, com- I, I was actually I, I will uh, I'm sure Jan will go against you at some point but yeah, I mean I saw I saw some posts and uh, many posts actually. I'm not going to to name people, but uh, <laughs> the peop- I think people who are interested will recognize them from Fidel employee saying that you are misleading, yeah. uh, which is which is just uh, campaigning. I mean, you can say it's right, even if it's right. I mean, the point it's not that you you even if you are really misleading, maybe who, who cares? Uh, they cannot say that because it's just it's just campaigning. So I think on the, on that case, I like your. I, 
actually I like your, your let, chances. Let, well, let, let's let's see. I think for our perspective, it's more that uh, well, uh, candidates in the elections are traveling together with FIDE employees. They are you know going on you know meeting with delegates. They're taking selfies with delegates and things like that. And in my point of view, that is uh, called campaigning. But uh, maybe the electoral committee sees it different. But I think it's important to to get it, it, it clarified at least. So that that's going to be a bit interesting. Another interesting thing was that the verification committee uh, published its report. Um, it was very much delayed, not due, due to fault of, of of them, but of the sort of uh, audit of FIDE. And uh, well, the verification committee gives a lot of uh, interesting. Facts. I mean, they are sort of an independent body who makes recommendations to to feed. And uh, well, for instance, they were the one mentioning things about uh, Russian donations in, in 2019 and the Bologan case in 2019. And now their new report was out. Well, I think it was tremendously interesting. A lot of ways. Should we tease my my good friend Emil Sakotovsky? At least I would uh, congratulate him with the the bonus he, he got by the by the feeder president in 2021 for instance um, most likely well deserved no doubt but there was also other interesting things for instance uh, so what was the bonus what that the bonus? is uh, there's no transparency about that and i think also the verification committee says that there should be more transparency about both the contracts and uh, the bonuses of uh, key uh, management uh, positions but uh, and that i can promise that uh, should uh, team baris police win that obviously well we are just gonna implement all the recommendation of the verification committee because we think they make excellent points no doubt uh, about that yeah but one thing i wanted to point out is also at a couple of places the verification points out that well the official language of feed is english and uh, they complain that, well, a lot of the internal language used is, is Russian. Uh, so that is uh, just a point I, I wanted to make as well. But again, it used to be English, it's not just French, French, English, Russian, whatever. Well, I think the main official working language is, is English. And they were complaining that, for instance, some of the, I forgot if it was uh, received. So part of this was uh, only available in Russia. They made a couple of uh, actually quite strict points about that. That is not uh, how it's supposed to be within FIDE. So anyway, um, maybe enough about that. I think I have one. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's let's face it. I mean, all the people you, you mentioned, uh, they speak their native language is, uh, is Russian, let's say, uh, Dvorkovich, Sutovsky, uh, Bologan, uh, Reznice, I mean, it's, uh, uh, all of them, uh, I guess, unequally, of course, but, uh, yeah, it's not really, I don't know, he's a bit, <laughs> he's a bit out, he's a bit in, we never know with him. So, um, so the same story. So I have a, before you, you go, Jan, I have a question which I was asked because actually, Jan, let's face it, I mean, we got, I would like to complain about that every week. Uh, we got tricked into that. And, uh, of course we are no, uh, I mean, I mean, like people are asking, like if you, we were part, I mean, I, I actually, yeah, people are asking me questions. Like if I was part of, uh, of, like I was a big supporter of Peter, which of course I mean, <laughs> I'm not, uh, um, so people are asking like if, uh, president, vice president, Deputy president, uh, were getting paid because you are always, uh, mentioning employees and you just mentioned, uh, just mentioned Sutovsky bonus. So obviously, uh, employees get paid, which uh, sounds, uh, fair. But, uh, elected people, do they get paid? Uh, how much? 
Not no? to my knowledge, but um, well, up till 2018, uh, each year Fide would publish a list of, let's say, not bonuses, but um, well, you know, um, if you have been part of an appeals committee, if you had certain income from Fide, then it would all be published. You can go, uh, you used to be able to go on the website and find these things, but uh, during a new administration, such has uh, never been published, to my to my knowledge. So you mean that? Uh, so Kirsan, I guess he was not getting paid, but Macropoulos. Well, if, if he was head of the yeah. let's say appeals committee, or if he was the feeder supervisor during a, a world championship match, he for sure would get some some payment. If you were the head of the let's say some organization committee for the World Cup, for sure, these things. Uh, well, the document. But as a fide, but he was fide deputy president, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure, actually, and he was not getting paid for, for that. For that particular part, job. no. I, I at least, I mean that. Uh, so he was like, uh, yes, yeah, okay. So actually, the Fidel deputy president Macropoulos was appointing uh, Macropoulos for <laughs> the <laughs> for appeals committee and so on. You're yeah, correct, okay. um, but I mean, you, I mean, these these are political posts and a volunteer jobs, so they are not paid. I think, for instance. Yeah. Maybe okay. being head of the European Chess uh, Union actually comes with a fee, but being head of fee, it doesn't. No, but you you can you can you can be paid. I mean, like actually, I know in France, of the course. president is paid actually, uh, and I think it's normal because it's mm -hmm. uh, takes a lot of time. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's a it's a. Um, so I don't see I don't have any problems with that. No, no, I mean as long as it's uh, transparent and debated beforehand, I see absolutely no problem in that. But Lord Peter never has a yeah. problem with people being paid. He doesn't want people to be paid without him knowing. That's his only complaint. Well, isn't that kind of reasonable in a demo democratic uh, organization? I think it's very case by case. Like, <clears throat> uh, no, I mean, come on. You can, uh, yeah, now I have to I know, go against but, you. Uh, I'm used to. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't think that people who are running for the office, let's say, let's ask Peter, are, are you planning to get any money out of. Uh, your, your job None whatsoever. I'm running for an unpaid uh, position and I'm not uh, sort of trying to get into, let's say, appeal committees on such. Uh, on the contrary, well, we have made, we have pledged that uh, these are things that you can, uh, jobs and feeder, you now will be able to apply for. And we will, uh, sorry, Laurent, we'll take the ones who are most qualified. So sorry, Laurent, uh, no, but to take that job. Um, I'll, I'll try yeah, to but, track uh, you. All time fair. <laughs> I, come, I on, come on, come on. I'm very qualified. Yeah, but, I mean, English. <laughs> we, we are English. very qualified. Language of feeder, yeah. to begin with. Jan has Zika better English, but also he actually has uh, a background in uh, sort of juridical... Uh, sort there of, you well, go. He has some ed education there. No, I mean... I'm, I'm, My CV I'm is already one, with campaign uh, and Nielsen. He's got you beat. But uh, that's how it is. Sorry. But, but for instance, maybe in the trainer commission, you have more experience as a, you know, world championship coach who worked both with Kramnik and, and uh, sort of... Uh, yeah, but I really, I don't want trainer. I mean, like, I want to do zero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm good at supervising, yeah. so I should be supervising of uh, appeal committee. It's my, my idea. I don't think that exists. But also appeals committee, while... Yeah, but that, we will create. We will do great stuff together. I mean, appeals committee <laughs> normally doesn't have much to do, but suddenly they actually do. For instance, I, I maybe applaud the choice they had in the 2018 World Championship match, but they had Johan Jartersson. He's both uh, a lawyer and an experienced chess grandmaster having played the candidates. So I think that that would be a good choice where you combine juridical skills with uh, chess experience. And, uh, well, Jan could actually be on that list, but, uh, I mean, let me for once just actually praise him sincerely. 
That that means a lot. As long as yes. I get the job. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's not good. I don't like the way this podcast is going. But no, for me, it's also like uh, I'm fine with Peter being passionate about it. I've, I think I've been genuine about what I think and where I stand, but I don't want to repeat the same thing every episode. Of course, I could once again ask Peter. But what is your campaign other than less Russian influence, uh, more transparency, blah, blah, blah. But I think we're running in circles. So I'll just shut up on these segments. And yeah, we'll see. It will be over soon. But soon it's over. After Olympia. Maybe. I mean, as, as Dvorkovic said, that uh, we have a, a great website with good policies that basically we, we seem to agree on policies. So, I mean, well, that's his claim, not ours. So it does come down to, as I said, reput reputability. Who should actually lead FIDE rather than we have extremely different uh, visions for FIDE in terms of uh, things. I would argue that, well, they had four years to get, let's say, good governments and transparency. So so they have showed that maybe that is not their absolute best side. But uh, anyway, let me stop co doing commercials and move on to the next. No, but actually, I mean, like, I mean, you, you improved a lot, I think, in commercials, actually. You, you are doing much better than in the previous episode. Now it's more, more positive, I would say. Thanks a lot. We are, we have, I told you all the way that we have been aiming for that and it's going to come eventually. So, uh, again, see, we are people who yeah. deliver. What can I say? Yeah. No, it seems you have a plan. I mean, you may, <laughs> and now I'm starting to get confused. I mean, I was completely sure you were going to lose. Now I'm kind of. Yeah, expecting you to lose, but <laughs> I mean, there is a small, more, very small uh, chance uh, uh, you, you're going. I mean, like I start to believe it's not unreal that you are going to win, which yeah, means a lot for us. Be exciting. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do we have any yeah. questions? Tails, chickens, chickens. We always do. So, uh, what, what should we start with? Uh, uh, no, yeah. do, do we have questions? Questions we don't. We, we, I don't see them in our document, but there must be some questions. No, I saw a lot of questions. Yeah, Twitter. the producer is... The producer uh, has checked out like five episodes ago. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, they have been asked who is clicking a pen, and I can say that's me. That was Peter. So, yeah, this one is answered, I think. Yeah, you don't have a tail from Tank Camp, uh, Jens. So, I mean, I want to put you... I mean, I, I want you to be in a good mood. You have COVID. Uh, let's just, just talk about some... Uh, some me, me and food, I know it's uh, always... No, uh, but we covered all the, all the fun food stuff. No, I'm not sure how I much mean, more I have on the food front. No, you don't have, yeah? That's it, very it is sad. very sad. So, yeah. We should, we should, we will meet up in uh, in Chennai. So probably you'll have some. I can't wait. Some I hope we can to... go to some nice Indian restaurant, and you can ask. Excuse me, yes, some pamblon. <laughs> no, but you understand. We actually feel embarrassed when this happened, right? No, I feel mm. very happy. Not embarrassed in you the slightest. No, no, I mean, I'm waiting for that moment. No, I'm no, just I do it there quietly. Biding my time until Laurent <laughs> realizes there's no no white bread on the table still. Um, I'm very happy. Yeah, no, I mean, I know, yeah. And now I do it a bit on purpose. No, but for instance, I mean, like, at the start it was not, but now I know it will show sure, you up. Sure. Okay, after all, in, in, we are friends so for so many years that uh, it's nice to to cheer up. And it, I mean, it doesn't doesn't take a lot of. No, no, it's true. Me. It's I mean, it's low effort. <laughs> it makes me very happy. It usually makes my day. No, and I and I may have a good surprise okay. actually. 
Oh, but for instance, in Norway at these camps in Krago, we're talking about a kitchen who goes out of their way to make healthy black bread with a lot of seeds. And also they make some excellent sauce, which they then distribute equally over your steak. But you take both of them as a personal insult. That A, the bread has to be white and French. Nice. And B, the sauce has to be your choice, not theirs, how it's distributed, right? I mean, and, and no, you make, the, and you not, make, them, no, no, you make mean, them know. I mean, uh, to quite some extent. It's not, it's not, I don't take it as a personal insult. I said that, uh, no, I would really prefer to have some uh, white bread. And uh, two, I would really prefer to to judge uh, how uh, how much sauce I want to put to judge myself, uh, how much sauce or any sauce I want to put on my uh, steak or whatever whatever is in my uh, plate. So that's that's. I'm just asking politely. And then privately, you will tell the rest of the table in a rather loud voice so they hear that this would never happen in France, right? I mean, no, 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 it's not true. I mean, you are making that. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you are. No, this always becomes. Anyway, I don't think our listeners want to hear about this. To be honest, of course they do. Yeah. What are you talking about? So yeah. let's. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so. Yeah, but yeah, maybe we should move on. Okay, we'll do, we'll do, we'll have some questions next week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we should move on to those chickens of the week. Sure, I, we I can mean, generate some new tales during during the Olympiad. <laughs> That is true. But the problem is, yeah. Laurent, for international chess superstars like ourselves, there's too much filming at the Bermuda party now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we will have um, maybe a pre-party where... You're you, you, you always... You generally yeah, ask me. Yeah, I'll find out. I'll uh, find out where the action is. I mean, like, in general, I have, I have um, Yanis te- texting me before, before three days in, uh, in Olympiad or European because he knows that... Um, Okay, it's actually yeah. true. We'll with, all, with all the trash well, I like yeah, to talk, there's always a great atmosphere with the with the French team. Yeah. Even even cold hearted Germans are very welcome there. I always have a good time. So much appreciated. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you, thank okay. you. Again, I will probably dissent here and say that the Bermuda party never really set me anything at all. I would say the only maybe fun experience I had was walking with a now world champion, who then was quite younger in, in Turin. And uh, we tried to jump a fence to get into the Olympic uh, village and the police uh, tracked us down uh, and sort of said we can't do that and we had to walk a se- severe detour. But that's uh, that's my fondest uh, Bermuda Party memory, which indeed had nothing to do with the Bermuda Party, actually. I've, I, I actually have never been to, to the Bermuda Party. It's, for, it's forbidden by the French uh, <laughs> yeah. French captain and French team. So I'm <laughs> yeah. um, not... It's pity. I don't know how it looks like. So that's really a pity, but maybe this year... I've been there, nice. but I, I've never done drinking because I'm well aware <laughs> that it's being, <laughs> being kept track of how much is being drunk. So I never drank anything. Um... Yeah, okay. So we'll not meet yeah. there. <laughs> That's for sure. So chicken of the week. Yeah. Chicken of chicken I don't have any particular chicken. So it will be <laughs> it will be our boy gay. Of course. So he's tagging us. I mean it was it's That very, was funny though. I'm a bit annoyed. It was smart no, but friends I mean, like, enemy. Like obviously I'm his friend. So which of you guys is his friend and who is his enemy? Because he tagged the three of us. I mean, like, no. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he has one one big friend with you, but exactly. I don't think uh, he has two two friends. 
Yeah, that was funny, huh? You think? Yeah, but I mean, then he's complaining. He's tagging us, and then uh, he's complaining. Oh, Tim Mag- Magnus is doing some bad PR to me. We didn't do anything for months. I mean, like I didn't tweet about him just uh, after this. No, no. Uh, uh, basically, this hack uh, stuff, and then he's you know. No, I also thought that he actually tags me. That teasing is, us. It's fair game, but I didn't actually respond. I thought he was tagging two enemies and a friend. No, no, two friends and an enemy. Ah, no, no. Okay. I, 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 that was I'm sorry. I thought I think it's funny. I thought it was obvious that me and the friends were the enemy, but. Uh, with only one, I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to take... Uh, I mean, I don't care. I don't. I mean, like, in general, for me, it was always friendly uh, banter, yeah. but then it started with this, you know, Tim Magnus is, is, is teaming up against me because I, I'm the main rival for Magnus. I mean, okay, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was so ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, since that time, I mean, I'm a bit more... Um, oh, I, the same with me. I had a long argument trying to tell him, no, we actually don't see you as a competitor. So that's not why we do this. We are trying yeah, to have, we are have not fun, like, but uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We are just doing some banter. We are not like organizing, uh, you know, like... Uh, I'm not saying to Peter tweet that or he's not telling me like tweet that. I mean, it's not just, yeah. just very random. So, I mean, like, yeah, a bit of uh, paranoia for our boy. Anyway, I'm as predictable uh, as Laurent. He takes Giri, I take Sotovsky. Um, well, Sotovsky is simply flat out refusing to debate, debate with me. I mean, he was... Uh, Sort of, that would be campaign. Well, he was after me at Twitter that, you know, let's debate and such. And I said, well, I cannot do it tomorrow, but let's do it in a few days. And I suggested six days. He says, no, I'm too busy, but let's talk about it later. And now he says that, well, actually, he doesn't want to do it at all. So I feel that, well, you know, I mean, he blasts me for not being able to debate a day's notice. And then he just uh, uh, stopped. He's unwilling to debate with me. So that, uh, I feel, is a pity. And uh, I hereby declare him a chicken in my, my worldview. Jan, you have to pick up something. Uh, no, so I'm someone. very tempted or something, to argue or with Peter on, on that. Go ahead. Take, but no, we'll we just be repeating last week's episode. And just did. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, but he's right. I mean, again, I have to go back, I know. Peter. I mean, like, so Tomsky, why, why you, you bring up this right? debate? Um, yeah. I mean, okay, like, let Jan, okay, let Jan talk. Amazing. No, no, it's fine. Please. Chicken of the week, I'll take Peter, because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> he refuses <laughs> to go anywhere, just complains. Um, and he should show up in Madrid, in Chennai, talk to people. Um, Kongslinger. Uh, okay, that strikes me as completely unreasonable, but fair enough. I mean, I'm being available all the time. It's uh, showing a good example of uh, that feeder can also be let uh, online at a low cost things and not having to tax uh, federations and such. I would say so. I think uh, also that's the premise of our campaign, but uh, fair enough. It's uh, just part of my I, cunning ploy to get you to come to Chennai. I don't I really think, on the con- contrary, you are sort of uh, placing your bets on uh, who you think most likely is going to win and trying to get... That's the problem, like even jokes, Peter. I've never made a cent from FIDE and everything comes through your lens, like who's secretly taking money there. It's it's very hard to... to, I was trying to annoy you. No. (laughs) Have a conversation about any of these things. You have never made a cent from FIDE? No. Look into it. Even I have. Congratulations. (laughs) No, but... Not not counting World okay, Cup. Of course, I got yeah. paid the prize money for World Cups. You see. Uh, all right, Co- there you co- go. Co- com- <laughs> commentating? No. 
Yeah, but you are in yeah, some I commission. Yeah, I didn't make a sense from that commission. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. No, but some do, and uh, I'm, it should they, be transparent. Yeah, have, uh, well, that's also, my transparency. If, I've never made a cent. But that's the whole point. It's unreasonable that someone like you, who actually does volunteer work, I for didn't the do world, shit it's, it's not. It's not credited. Fair enough. Well, then maybe, maybe, maybe the world is just. You didn't get credit. You didn't get paid. You didn't do anything. I think. Yeah. I work very hard though as head of the appeals committee. I promise. Well, you have to be ready and just in case something materializes. But uh, yeah, so I, I will add something to to Jan's uh, statement. I also never made a cent uh, from Fide, but I, I was willing. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, it's not to, like to I, not, not money. I mean, like I was really willing, but I never, never had uh, had friends. Uh, so I'm really eagerly waiting for your election. I have gotten I have gotten wildcards from Fida. I've been an official commentator. I'm way ahead of you guys, apparently. It's wow. a bit shocking, but see. So. Fair okay. Okay, that's it. Now we have to address the yeah? Pear au chocolat, chocolatine controversy. But you always say Pear au chocolat, Laurent. I learned it from you. Yeah, actually, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> who said that? Yeah, uh, pain au chocolat, I say, because, uh, in Paris, you say pain au chocolat. And actually, where I'm born, in the mm -hmm. southwest of France, you say mm -hmm. chocolatine. But if you say chocolatine in Paris, then Parisian, you know, they are snob. And they are looking at you like you are someone from, uh, from a village. Uh, uh, so you, you, you move, you move on, uh, very quickly to, to pain okay. So that's, uh, so I, I'm saying pain au chocolat when I'm here and uh, when I'm visiting my family in the south of west of France, I'm being flexible and say, so chocolate. if I say pain au chocolat in the south of France, people will think I'm a Parisian snob. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. I think Peter's got places to go. So that's. That's it for today, I guess. Thank you so much for listening to the Chicken Chess Club. Also, I hope the sound quality was a bit better today. Apologies, should have said that in the beginning, for last week's episode where we had a lot of issues. I hope it got a bit better this time around. We'll keep working on it. Thanks, Laurent. Thanks, Peter. And Thank until you. next week. You're most welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.